Ideas Original. My name is Shannon. That's Rob and that's Zane. We appreciate you taking time out of your day today to join us. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. So, so let me um, let me ask you this: How did you get into the quantum philosophy? Um, what exactly is quantum philosophy, and how did you come to embrace these principles? All right. So, so yeah. So, um, how did I get into quantum philosophy? This is a good question. Um, I was living um, in the western suburb of Chicago, and um, I remember I was talking to Noble Lampoo, that's, that's my partner, my homie, mm -hmm. and um, we was on the phone conversating, and a lady friend of his called him and sent him a YouTube video about um, the quantum wave collapse phenomenon, or better known as the double slit experiment. Mm. And so he forwarded it to me, like, man, Drew, you gotta check this out. And so I looked at the video and immediately, you know, my mind said, wait a minute. You know, if everything's made of light, atoms, and you're telling me that in some strange way via observation or measurement, that I or the viewer is affecting the way that light is presenting itself uh, into its particle form. I said, man, that's an entirely different, we're in a different ballpark at that point. Mm -hmm. Once that understanding uh, was presented to me and from there, I just been nonstop, man. It's been like five years ago and uh, I've merged that conversation piece because the more you study that phenomenon, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're, you're, you're forced to really have to go look at, you know, the mind, the brain specifically, uh, and exactly how we're operating, you know, what's causing, you know, what, what measures things in us, what records things in us. And um, from there, the study just grew and grew and grew. Um, read a lot about the neuroscience of the brain, um, how observation actually works. Uh, and from there, man, I merged some of the scriptural narratives into it because I started to see that some of the things that were being presented in the world of physics and quantum physics, uh, based upon my previous study on, um, I don't even like to use the word religious, but, right. um, Spirituality is good. Ancient text, okay. right? Um, it led me to see that there was a lot of corresponding principles between some of the principles in quantum mechanics mm -hmm. and relationship and, and the interpretation of such, right? right? Because you got you know you got many different interpretations of what they what the, the the doctors are experiencing or what they are looking at in the experiment. But one thing's for sure. There's some form of observation is impacting light. And so when I saw that, I said, okay, you know, we hear about this speaking into existence phenomenon. Right. We regularly talk about that all the time. And, they, and they're getting it from biblical narratives or ancient texts that speak about the power of mind and speech. And so when I, when I saw these things made a parallel and a, and a, and a correlation between the two, it really just took off with me as far as my understanding goes because I was able to see exactly where I needed to pinpoint my conversation piece and direct it to people 
who look like me, who have went through those pathways of learning and understanding in order to better their personal situation in their lives. Nice. That's right. And, and, and it's crazy because like what you and Brother Nat, uh, Nova Ampoo teach, it was confirmation for me because I went through a scenario myself where I projected something and a few years later it came exactly as I projected. That's right. The place, the time, the space, everything. It felt it felt as though, damn, I walked into what I was speaking. Let's talk about the power of words. How powerful are words and how we use them? Oh man. So um so the power of words, man, um, you know, scripture talked about this quite a bit. You know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Um, you know, I spoke a thing and it came to pass, or and suddenly I acted and it came to pass, or in the beginning was the word. And so um, language, word, especially when you break down the, the, the word word, like you got um, different variations of that translation in, in, in biblical text. Right. With pe, um, logos, mm-hmm. and I forget the other one. Um, it'll come to me but literally when you translate the word word in the, in the text it's a computation it, it translates to mean a computation right it translates to mean a wish or a command so i like to keep a hip-hop too and talk about how these artists talk about these things in their lyrics mm-hmm. whether conscientiously knowing it or not um for some of the ones that are more seasoned and lyrical i think they clearly understand Right. Um, for instance, Nas has a has a line where he says, "I could wish it into existence. Mm-hmm. I want this nigga to live." That's yeah. right, right? That's right. And it made me think about um, and then when I when I see, see the definition for word, it's peh in the Hebrew, which means a wish. It it all starts to come together, right? So what are you telling me about my words, my language? What am I computing when I'm speaking? I, I spoke. I said this the other day. Speech and language is is the place where all of the elementals in our experience in this body merge together. You have heat, you have water, you have air, and you have earth in the tongue. All merge together to, to mm-hmm. utter a sound. Mm-hmm. So all of these elements are converged in one place in our throats. Right. Right? And so this is the making and the foundation of, every, of everything in the physical universe around us. It's some form of that elemental. That's right. So it's speaking to the word is powerful because it's speaking to our ability to create based upon what we're thinking and feeling. And not just vain repetition of words either. So it's not like you're repeating something over and over because, you know, scripture says it either. Like you you don't get it through vain repetitions. It's not that's not necessarily it. Although people are on the track when they start to get to that point. But the the imagery needs to be associated with the word mm. right mm. you got to right. have a whole brain experience you got to have a left hemisphere and a, and a right hemisphere experience that's right or a technique that i call tracing god mm. you know when you when you read about uh i think it was the last king of israel who was told that he had to uh he had to write the whole book of proverbs out by hand that's in the Old Testament, right? right and right. so 
what were they really getting to there? What were they indicating? What were they pointing us to in that commentary is that there's something powerful about writing and words um, that alter the fabric of time and space if we're emotional enough about or passionate enough about what it is that we're saying. Yeah. And emotion, emotion is key. And emotion and feelings have a hidden power right along with words. How did the two of those work together with one another? Well, um, emotion is like this, right? One of the ways I like to explain it, you know, when a woman is, I love going through the, the pregnancy process to explain manifestation because it's, it's a beautiful replica physically of what's happening on a psycho-spiritual level when you're dealing with thought. Correct. So like when a woman is pregnant, they tell you that her, her heart has to work about 40% more than it does regularly mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um and what else does water do water right. always sinks to the lowest mm -hmm. point available right yep so when we look at these things we have to say okay how can we look to nature or things that happen in nature to identify how we should appropriate or implement these things in a practical sense utilizing what people call the law of attraction an older term for it is in scripture they call it the law of liberty actually in scripture is what they call it so um emotion is like i said this the other day it's like imagination is like or the word in imagination is like the letter in the envelope but emotion is like the stamp that you put on it so that it can go to wherever it's got to travel to okay so emotion is like um that's the wisdom it's part. Yes. That's the working. That's the working of right. It's, it's, it's the it's, it's the it's, you know the, the imagination is the vehicle. You know you t everything all the details, but it don't matter how nice that Bentley, that Phantom, that Ghost, whatever. No matter how nice it is, it ain't going nowhere unless it got the petrol. Mm -hmm. Right. Needing gas. Right. Yeah. So it can be pretty. You can pretty it up, but <laughs> our how intense is your emotion so scripture tells you you will find him if you felt after him or to feel after him with him him is your consciousness so if you're feeling if you're emoting and you're feeling and it's strong um in many cases the manifestation can almost be instantaneous wow like the case of and i spoke on this yesterday on the youtube live like the case of uh john smith who was in the St. Louis area in Missouri where him and two of his other buddies, they were like 14, 15 at the time. They um they were walking on a on a ice bed over like a, a small pond or lake or something, and the ice cracked and they fell through. And two of them were able to hold on to the ice until the fire department came. And by the time they got there though, John had already been to the bottom of the water for like 25 minutes so <clears throat> you know they tell you that you can manage underwater for maybe two or three minutes tops mm -hmm. um so at that point they thinking oh man it's not a you know it's a they not it's not a rescue anymore oh, you know we're trying to salvage you know so right right um he they brought they took him to the hospital he's no post for like an hour you know they, they doing their whole thing clear shocking them trying to get the electron to pop back in the body right right mother comes 
you really don't get a stronger emotional connection than mother to child. That's about as strong as you get as you gonna find it. Right. She go in there and start uttering these words about Holy Spirit, come back into my son's body, and all of a sudden the EKG go off. Beep, beep, beep. After he had been the doctors pronounced him dead, he had been laying there, lifeless, no pulse for hours. So hmm. that's a that's a that's a that's a great and that's a true story. You, you can Google right, it right. Book about it. But I'm using that to say the stronger the emotional connection is to whatever it is that you're thinking and feeling about, the results can be like that. If, if, it's, right. if it's really that deep in your psychology to feel it as though it's real. You know what I mean? Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, most, of have, <clears throat> most of us have this energy within ourselves. What's keeping us as a people? From observing and understanding that we have that light and that ability in ourselves to create what we want to create. Because like I said, I sat, quick story, I sat at I sat in Maryland, I sat at the harbor. I was only there three months. I would go to the harbor. I would sit in the same spot. I would get the same lemonade, same pretzel. And I would tell myself, I wanna work here. I wanna work down here. I can see myself hanging out, going to chase girls, eating food, going to dinner, and showing up four years later. I got a call from a job and said, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested in you. Where do I come? They said, come down to Pratt Street. Now, the building is about two blocks away from the harbor. So I get the job. So as I get the job, we were in preparing to move to the building right across the street from the harbor, unbeknownst to me. So we get in the harbor. We're on the 19th floor, the mm-hmm. sweet view, looking over the same exact spot that I said I wanted to work. Right. Now, if I now I came across you and Noah and Pooh way back in the days, I think KTL, the Red Blue Pill, right? And I said, Yo, I'm doing that. I'm doing that right the fuck now, son. That's like, right. there's there, there's a reason for it. There's a word for it. There's there's something to it. And I was saying to myself, how come, how come other people don't notice? But we're doing it anyway, right? Well. Um, I'm sorry. I know I'm taking up. No, 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 man. Elaborate. I love to hear the stories, man. Um, You know, well, one, you know, you always hear ignorance of the law is no excuse, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. And so, it's innate. It comes with the packaging. It's It's a part of the fabric of what we are, right? So, you can never escape from utilizing the law. Because every day you're thinking and feeling. Every single day. Every day. Right? You wake up, you're thinking, you're feeling, you're thinking, you're feeling. All day. And so, um, really what it comes down to is, over the years, um, it hasn't been taught amongst our community in a way where it can be simplified it can be demonstrated and people can see results in real time to know that it's real so um it's been yes that's the limit because our attention span is so short that even even the matter we we think of thought we put it out there we even maybe pray and meditate we'll go off totally forgetting about what it is and then when it show up we don't know how to respond to it, or we kind of kind of spook ourselves out like, "Come on, that shit ain't gonna happen, man." Yeah. 
Instant gratification. Right. We're so used to instant gratification. And the distraction level of shit is off the world, off the charts too. So, you know, my 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 thought was always the how do we how do we package it? How do we get it to where it becomes like drinking coffee in the morning? And we know we know that we're we're this we we have this ability in us to create the lives and what we desire or we want all of our lives. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Um you, you, like in your story you said four years later you walk into that picture, to that mural, right? And so um you know it, it depends on the person's awareness level in which they're working the law. Uh, to how fast the turnaround time can be. So if you don't know that you're doing it, right, right, then you're not putting a, enough attention on it. You know, this is what they call it in science. All right, we can, let's go to the plant kingdom. They call it uh, quiescence, where yeah. a plant, a seed rather, can be in the ground and not sprout for years. Because one of the three or four principles that need to be applied to the seed is dormant in the environment. So it's either not getting enough light, Oxygen. enough water. And so the moment that the environment becomes ready and able, the seed will sprout. So you plant seeds all the time, right? I'm a gardener. If, if you don't know that you got to water it, if you don't know that you got to put some light on it, right? Then it would take longer because then it's you, you have to work on, you know, happenstance or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe something came along to bump you and push you where you think about it again, and all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. But if you're working on it diligently with intent and purpose, then you become a good gardener. You're, you're, you're out, you're, you're, you're the, you know, you're the garden of your mind, you're tending to it every day. You're making sure that you do your visual work two or three times a day. Right. Right. You're making sure that you get into your gratitude. You're right. doing all of the things necessary to make sure that that seed doesn't stay in a quiescent state and that it actually sprouts. You know what I mean? Um, and then the other thing, too, is traumas. Uh, talk about that. That right thing hurts us right there. Man. Traumas. It is the um, man. It's like this is where understanding the brain becomes very important because you'll learn that the structure that's responsible for helping you to project and mount the image of your said desire becomes impaired when trauma is present. Mm -hmm. So when we're watching the news every day, man, mm -hmm. and it's showing they doing this to black people, this is happening, we ain't this, they doing that, all of that is creating stress and trauma because you're seeing the video. You know how these videos go viral? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So if you constantly see that, um, hear it, hear oh. it, right? Then that hippocampus is becoming. It gets smaller. That's a neurological fact. When it's under trauma, the hippocampus shrinks. The hippocampus is responsible for memory, correct? Memory, it, man, a bunch of things. Uh, memory, 
is also uh, the structure that is able to perceive infinite barrels of space, right? So it, it's, it, it has limitless capacity to perceive. It can take emotions of all sorts and bring them into contextualization. So when you, so if something happens to you in the daytime or the week before, because usually they tell you um, it takes about three days for uh, something that happened to you to, uh, you know, turn into Voltron or form in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then if it's important enough, it'll kick back to you in a dream so they can record it in, on a subconscious level. Mm-hmm. So the hippocampus is whatever the thing that happened, uh, whatever best image or memory that you have available in your mind, it will conceptualize or contextualize it is a better word to use and bring it forth to you in some type of dream state so that you can solidify it in your consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's, 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 it's the librarian, man. It's stamping everything. Wow. It's, 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 and it's keeping a record. Right, right, that's right. That's how, right. How, do we, how do we know, because I do believe that, you know, we manifest whatever energy we put out, whether it be positive or negative, but how do we, how do you make people conscious in terms of if, if if they're putting out negative energy because I'm sure you've experienced people who say that they wish for they want and they you know they have these positive affirmations towards these things but then they don't it doesn't necessarily their actions don't match with what they're saying so how do you make sure that somebody is actually conscious enough to understand that the energy that they're putting out or putting forth is negative energy great great question so in the membership I got a premium membership right mm-hmm. I created something called the self-analysis worksheet where we hold people accountable, Jack. Mm-hmm. There you go. So we got a index. We got a negativity index and a positivity index. And on that index, we have all of the things that will derail you in a hurry in relationship to what it is that you say that you want. Right. So, you know, we got like gossip, watching excessive bad news. Right. Um, uh, you know, doubting yourself, all of these different type of things. Because see, in quantum physics, they tell you that you, you on a wave, you got a trough and you got a crest, right? So the crest is the high end of the wave. Mm-hmm. The trough is the low end of the wave, right? So when the crest and the trough meet, they cancel each other out. It's called an interference pattern. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't sound good, does it? When something is interfering, yeah. right? So you know when the, when the wide receiver somebody roughing them up before the ball get they throw the flag and it's passes that's interference man right what Jigga say this is a hail mary pass y'all interfering right so like um you know you get you got to learn how to keep those to a minimum and in the way that scripture puts it is I spit you out because you are lukewarm you're neither hot nor cold wow you see that was a jewel right there son. so. So it's like you gotta you gotta know the things that you have, and then another thing like what do you see in your environment, right? Like I got a picture made with me and Pooh, Bobby Hemming, and Jewel Pooper, mm-hmm. right? Some I had them I had them oil painted joint, put it up in my basement while when I'm doing my work and I'm doing my research. That's always in my visual scope. Yeah, we looking we looking to reach out to Jewel Pooper. True, that's crazy. That's dope. <laughs> that's dope. She's yeah. major inspiration. Major, yes, major, major, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when she was doing a balancing program 
I'll never forget it was June of 2012, man. I was on my way to, uh, I think it was Alabama. We was going to one of the mounds down there. We was taking all the men and food, taking the people to, to you know, we go to Serpent Mound, Etowah right. Mounds, Cahokia Mound, all these different mounds we've been to. And um, I called into a show. I was waiting. That's when the mega bus was running. <laughs> I was waiting on the mega bus bus stop. And um, I was on the phone while she was, you know, she was doing a live. This was back when she had like Blair, on, Delbert Blair on the network. Yeah, and um, I called in and she, she's like, okay, you call it. You know, I'm like, Drew, I want to I want to talk to you about the balancing program. Da, 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 da. She's like, well, talk to me. And I, you know, I ran down her to some of my experiences that I had had. And she just flat out told me, she said, you don't need the balancing program. And you're already on it. Yeah, she, you know what I mean? She's like, you right. don't need it. You know what I mean? And from there, you know, just hearing those words from her, because, you know, you're looking at these people and they sharp, you know? And to hear that, it's like, okay, Jew, bye. Bye. Right. Yeah, because I know in some of her lectures, man, she, she explained the power of the mind and how powerful the mind is that, in my case, and believe this or not, brothers, that if I wanted to, I could regenerate my kidney. Say it again. Say it, say it louder so that people can hear that. I can regenerate my kidney just right. by my mind. That's right. And you think about it, your body does that when you cut yourself. You know what I'm saying? The way the skin heals, it just repairs itself. Even some people's fingers grow back. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When they when they become the nubs and they just come a little longer. That's right. It's already doing that. So, you know, Miss Dr. Dr. Jewel Pugum, she she's she's a wealth of knowledge, man. Um, and, and look, just to add on to that, right? Now, see, nature will give us the indication of what's potential. I used to ask Ant, I say, man, what the hell are all these animals for? Like, we, you know, we, you know, we and him had these conversations. I'd be like, man, so because some of these animals are like amazing. Right, right. Like, it, it seems like it's unearthly, right? Like, it's just some of the things that they could do. And um, for instance, like, I forget the name of this worm, but they got this worm where if you cut this sucker up into like four or five parts, it he doesn't die. It just regenerates. The, the little piece that you cut turns into a brand new worm. <laughs> wow. I, I saw that. I said, what? Right? And then to, to your point about regeneration, it's a technique that we have called the scarlet jellyfish, right? Or the cellular regenerator, right? There's a, there's a jellyfish called the immortal jellyfish where when he gets injured, if he loses a limb or he gets injured or something is hurting on him, he goes from his adult stage, he drops back down to the bottom of the sea, and he regresses back down to his baby stage. Turns back into a baby jellyfish and then grows back up with whatever limb that was mangled or injured, it's, it's brand new when he turns back into an adult. Wow. That's in nature. So when you see that, you say, okay. Right. <laughs> I can do this. That's right. I can do this. Anyway, now, speak, speaking about uh, several minutes ago, we were talking about dreams and subconscious. Tell us the uh, importance of or the correlation of having uh, deja vus. 
deja vu. Um, good question, man. That's a good question, man. How would I answer that, Jew? And I had, so deja vu is the state Minister of Jew. Minister Jew, I, I say from the age of like four to I would say damn near about fourteen. Uh huh. I used to have like consecutive deja vu's, and I and and I, I and you know somewhere between the, the ages of four and fourteen. Of course, I, I found out what deja vu meant, mm-hmm. but I used to always say to myself, "I've seen this before." Mm-hmm. And I well, was, that's that's part of that's that's the hippocampus too, mm-hmm. because that's that's a precognition, mm-hmm. right? So so for example, the, the hippocampus is so special. Say, Vince, you've never been to Seattle before. Never mm. been there. But you're on a plane on the way, too. Your hippocampus is mapping out Seattle before you place a physical foot mm-hmm. in the town. So your mind is there before your physical get there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. right. If exactly. you know where you're going, right, and you know I'm headed to Seattle, the hippo is called pre-play. You go mm. read about it. Hippocampus and pre-play. Right, mm-hmm. so it just means that your hippocampus is extremely active, right? So imagining for you shouldn't be too difficult, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to see something before it happens, right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, something that I got called quantum field trips, right? Where you really need to, this is how you're really excited to get the most out of the structure. The book of Joshua tells you, wherever the sole of your foot shall tread, that place I have also given to you. Mm. So what's the message there? We, we know these are allegories and parables, but what's the message? So the hippocampus is responsible for what? All of your spatial memory, too. So if you can if you can be in the location or be in the place, right? So um, if you are if you are if you can see yourself in a place physically there mm-hmm. that's like that's like a steroid to the hippocampus man you yeah, know what i mean so that's what happened in baltimore i saw myself working there i yeah. saw myself going to dinner i saw myself hanging out and lo and behold every day after work i'm going to espn zone i'm going to legal seafood i'm going to hang out at the harbor I'm like, yo, I was just up there talking about this. It's right. It's right. What do you what do you what do you say to um to people that may be skeptics and they don't believe that say, well, this is coincidence or karma? Well, I will point them to the several case studies of neuroscience. <laughs> because see, you could be a skeptic, and I get it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you could be a pessimist. You could be all those things, right? But it would, but it would behoove you to be a little bit more um, open. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, uh, what what's the word that I'm looking for? People who are a little bit more happy. Um, free thinker. Not not necessarily a free thinker, but um, uh, optimistic. Optimistic. There you go. Optimistic. optimistic. They tell you that people who are optimistic tend to live longer lives. Hmm. That's a fact. I believe that, it. That's that's in case studies everywhere. I believe it. So, but but then somebody would say, you know, 
you know, I would have to point them to, you know, all of these different studies about how, um, uh, you know, people who do these imagine. Listen, <laughs> this is what you have to show people things like this. Henry Beecher discovered the placebo. There were men on the battlefield in World War II who had been shot and they had no more morphine. The nurses were putting saline mm -hmm. in the syringe and shooting these soldiers and their bodies were, were responding as if, the, as if they had taken morphine. <laughs> you can't ignore that. <laughs> That's crazy. You, you can't ignore that. You can't ignore the case studies that talk about these women who were, um, who were in housekeeping, who didn't know that the work that they were doing was equivalent to a two-hour workout in the gym every day. So their eight-hour shift was equivalent to working out for two hours, right? Even though they didn't run and jump, but all of the work that they were doing, right? was equivalent to working out for two hours, right? Um, what ended up happening was when the investigators or the researchers came in, they said, hey, ladies, y'all know what y'all been doing is the equivalent to a two hour workout in the gym? They said, oh, really it is? Every day they came to work, did the same work that they had been doing, all of a sudden their heart rates improved. They started mm. to lose inches on their hips and their waist. Even though they never did any physical working out. Correct. They just were now aware that what they were doing was the equivalent mm -hmm. of working out. Ah. And their bodies responded as if though they were had, had physically been working out. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to you're gonna have to look what we doing. That's right. Made aware. Yeah. That's right. So you, so, you know, if they skeptic, I would just point them to, hey, you, you know, you, you lose your skepticism when you start reading about these case studies. They out here. Yeah. They're not hiding them. They doing them at Princeton University, Stanford University, the Dominican University of California. It's happening all over the country. Right. People in these prestigious institutions are doing studies on the power of the mind. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just not the talk of the town. But. It's it's being used in all forms of advertisement. Suggestion is being used. Of course. Now, we were just, we just talking about um, the social dilemma and Netflix. What right. they're doing with the algorithms, auto-suggesting, and that's its only job is to auto-suggest what they believe you want to see and want to pay attention. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Talk, talk about talk about uh, in, in that light. Talk about uh, mirror neuron. Oh boy! So I'm sure y'all all seen the Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan pictures, where they be like they they both be leaning back with the ball, yeah, right. And they got the video where Kobe do the exact same thing Jordan did on the exact same spot on the floor. You like, dang, right? And Kobe, Kobe right. even chewed chew gum the same as Jordan. That's right. That's right. And so, um. Mirror neurons, or another word that they call, they call them empathy neurons, is another term that they use for them, is mm -hmm. the study of how, you know, that's where you get the hundred monkey effect from, that idea, is where one monkey, you know, one monkey did something, the other monkey saw him do it, and all of a sudden, every all of the monkeys is doing the same thing that they saw the first monkey do. Monkey see, monkey do. They, that's the term, monkey see, monkey do. So, um, 
you know, mirror neurons are neurons that we have that when we watch somebody else do something, our brains start to process it as if we can do it. And when we start to act out or our behavioral dynamic begins to change based upon what we saw somebody else do. So in a way, um, when we the, the mind thinks something is possible, key low when we watch somebody else do it. Or like Roger Bannister, the first person on record, maybe somebody else did it off the record, but on the record, Roger Bannister, first person to run um, the four minute mile. Right. And what was interesting was after he broke the record, people kept breaking it. A lot of more people kept yeah. breaking it. Why? Because they saw that it was possible. Mm -hmm. So when the mind sees something or sees somebody else does something that's possible, those mirror neurons kick on and they say, you could do the same thing. So another way that scripture indicates this beautiful science is to be imitators of God. Mm. That's in Ephesians about that how, how, how does mirror neurons uh work in what i guess they consider epigenetics now that you're, you're genetically that there something in your dna is passed down in you mm -hmm. that can probably come out in your hippocampus being your memory through memory, through memory that you react the same way and, I, and it's funny we use that term because i remember as a kid Saturday night specials, boy. I watched some karate flicks. I came outside. I was Bruce Lee. Man. That's right. Couldn't tell you no different, right? Oh, anybody upset? I <laughs> and I was nice to it. That I was, I was swift with it. But never knowing what what, what was doing. But I went outside and wanted to mimic exactly. And especially when Last Dragon came out, because Last Dragon was the first, like besides Jim Kelly, mm -hmm. when the dude that played as Bruce Leroy came out. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, man, like that right there was the pinnacle of like just blacks practicing martial arts and perfecting it and something that they looked up to as far as like a, you know, a positive, a positive figure, because not only was it uh, physically, it was also mentally, too. Yeah, but, but the and Bruce was a beast. He Bruce. had he had private notes that they I think just last year they came, they, they surfaced where in his notepad, he talked about the power of imagination. And thought mm. I, I shared that on my Instagram, I think, somewhere. Where where he goes, he went into it, man, in a step-by-step process of how he utilized his mind to accomplish a lot of the goals that he had. Yeah. Mm. How important is gratitude? Gratitude is important. I, I want to touch on this question too before we get there, because mm -hmm. we I didn't really didn't go into it. He mentioned epigenetics. Mm -hmm. And um that's an important subject matter. Um because it's memory. That's all it is. Okay. Memory is being passed down. Well, epigenetics is talking about uh, how can we how can we reprogram ourselves from the inside out? Okay. Right. And so um, that's given a lot of joy and inspiration to people who are looking to heal themselves. Right. Who are looking to get over traumas, right? right? But sometimes these things genetically are passed down, uh, you know, from generation and generation, father to child, mother to child. Um, a, a good example of that is like, uh, like you got something called telomeres, 
They look like little, like you know, your shoestrings, the cap on your shoestring. Right. You got these little things in your body called telomeres that are said to deal with your aging process, right? Mm-hmm. And what they found out was that people who, if, like, say for instance, you grew up in an environment, you you didn't grow up in a house, a, a, a house. You didn't grow up in a with a family structure where you all lived in the same house. Those children show signs that their telomeres were shorter than the children who grew up in full family households who lived in a home together. So we're talking social economics having an impact on genetics. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. And so these things can be passed down from generation to generation until something either in the external environment it changes right. or something in the internal vi- environment changes. And the only thing that's gonna change something in the internal environment is a thought and a feeling. That's the closest thing that you have to a cell. Right. Other than that, it's gotta come from something, an external cue from the outside. So I remember looking at a study with, I forget what was this thing. I think it might've been like a scorpion or something. I forget which, which part of the insect kingdom or animal kingdom it was. But they showed how this, 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 this animal had the ability to be bioluminescent, right? But what they found out was, even though this, this animal had the gene, it wasn't cut on. Mm. So you got something called upregulation and downregulation of genes predicated upon what's in the environment externally or what you got going on internally in your own personal environment. So then they said, okay, we're going to take this insect out of this environment that it's in and we're going to take it to a, because they they had it in a colder environment. Mm. It had been, this is where it had been, you know, traversing, you know, that species had been there for years and years and years and years and years. And they said, okay, let's take it out of this environment and let's put it in an environment where his cousin um, his cousin was in a warmer environment where the gene was cut on. They took him and put him in that environment, and the gene that had been dormant for all of those years was cut back on simply by changing the environment. Now it now it now it was bioluminescent, even though for many, 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 many years that species in a colder environment was not. Mm. So then they said, okay, they took him back into the colder environment thinking that maybe it would get cut back off. That's not what happened. It stayed on. So what does that tell us? It tells me that black people need to go back to the equator. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen, that or putting things in your environment that will make suggestions to you that you are who you want to be and have what you want to have and are as safe as you want to be because if you constantly see that because see right now in the urban areas in the hoods you see the complete opposite ain't no flowers right building right yeah you know what i mean sir you know these are the type of things that impact us genetically and if we're going to change it, epigenetics is a great way to do it because sometimes, you know, you know what they say, the roads that grew that grew through the concrete, yeah. strongest roads. You, you, some, sometimes 
in, 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 in primarily in the conditions that's happening over here on this landmass, you're going to have to be that rose to go through the concrete. But the only way you're going, you're not going to be able to do it through an external environment update or upgrade. It's going to have to be through an internal upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Now speaking of speaking of memory, right? We all know that water is the most abundant uh, source of life on this on this planet. Can you tell us or break down the science behind uh, how water has memory? Well, um, how would I address that, Jude? If we know we live on a planet that is, you know, seventy percent water, mm-hmm. right? then that means we should know, and, and if we know that water is containing and is able to hold memory, yes, sir. that means we need to be appropriating subjectively the power of memory. So what does that look like in a practical sense? So the book of Matthew would tell you, when you pray, pray as though you've already received it. How about that? So that means, so if I already received it, that means it's a what? It's a memory. If I already have it, if it's already happened, it's a memory. Right. Right? That's right. right. So, so I always use the indicating factors in nature to give me an idea of what I need to do subjectively to create a phenomenon for me objectively. How about so so meme you you hacking the system son you hacking the system over here brother (laughs) (laughs) like you hacking the system man hey hey man hey man listen and and then you gotta make you know like like they say we gotta keep the water clean everybody clean the water on the earth we gotta keep the the waters getting dirty okay what does that tell you right you gotta keep your memory pristine Right. You, you got you you gotta you gotta control alt delete whatever is in there that you no longer need there. Right, get rid of it. Junk yeah. and all, man. That's right. That that's Look. that's your way of keeping your water, your meme, your memory operating smoothly. Let me ask you this, Minister. And you know, you probably are you from Chicago? Yes. I'm from New York, so we already know. What our people are going through in those two in those two regions. How do we get, especially as men or just as a people, how do we get to a point of spiritual integrity where the things that we're talking about are what we pay attention to every day? We leave around the outside world, the objective world, become more subjective, more subconscious because we want to live a better life. We want to get away from the trauma, the drama, the gossip. How do we turn that corner? And become more interested in ourselves. Well, um, I think it comes down to how much we value life. Uh, you know, you know, how important is it, or how important am I to the people around me? Too. Sometimes it takes for you to be able to see how important you are to other people to give you a sense of uh, importance. That's right. Right. So then we got to look around. We got to say, man, is it is my kids? Is it worth it? You know, my family, is it worth it? You know what I mean? Um, those those consequences that come from your act or, or, or whatever you may be into, right. um, the consequences got to outweigh it, right? And so, um, you know, it's going to take a collective effort. Each one teach one, like, you know, uh, spreading the message man 
Yes, right? Sir. Because yes, see, we're in a time where people are uh they're getting interested. You you got you got you got you got guys who like straight gangsters be talking about the law of attraction. Right? Yes, sir. Rappers be talking about you know, speaking into existence at, and in the next line, they talking about the AK 47s that they got. That's right. So, so it's sneaking into pop culture and pop culture is having a large impact on the way that, um, these youngins are, are, are interpreting life. So, um, you know, and, and a lot of times, you know, people be like, you shouldn't look to celebrities, man. Let me tell y'all. And this is this is just from me studying this phenomenon. People who are ushered to the front, or people who are bold enough to be to want to be seen by lots of people, they have larger amygdalas. So you'll find out that, and that's a very social structure in the brain of how we relate to one another emotionally. So like. You'll find that when, like, say for instance, the the, the chief silverback gorilla passes, he dies. Okay. They they automatically the rest of the pack automatically flocks to the next silverback, who is the most predominant. But when you when you look in his skull, you find out that he too has the next largest amygdala out of everybody that's in the group. Right. That's right. So, so. These people, and this is where we have to be very careful of learning how to dis to detach a message from the messenger, because it, 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 it sometimes it seems like it's too difficult to do for people, and then we get emotionally invested, mm -hmm. and we're not able to extract the jewels because everybody got something going on that may not be worthy of your public opinion. Or perception, right. right, right, but but it doesn't mean that you throw the baby out with the bathwater, mm -hmm. because some of these people are saying some things that definitely need to be heard by the people who follow them religiously on their Instagrams, on their Twitters, on their Facebooks, on their YouTubes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And will force them to look at reality a different way. You like you got uh what's his name? NA NLE Chopper talking about meditation. Mm. Mm -hmm. right. right? Joey Badass talking about the laws of manifestation. That's right, man. You know. A lot of brothers it's coming out and that, like you said, it's becoming popular to talk about it. And they, they, they know a catchphrase here and there that get a get a person's uh uh get a person's attention. So I just yeah, coming out, man. Yeah, I just want to go back for a second and just um, follow up again because I was asking you earlier about gratitude and how important is gratitude. Mm -hmm. So, gratitude along with joy are some of the highest elevated emotions that you can have, right? So, in Scripture, when when the, when the Christ healed the ten lepers, they said only one of one one of the ten turns around to tell them thank you. And the, and the other ones after they were healed, they just went on about their business. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't congratulate, they ain't get no grat, none. They just kept on going. But one turned around and said, thank you, right? And so what's the lesson in that? Is that 
the one who uh, ushers gratitude and thankfulness for what they do have. This is key. It's key. Because a lot of people be complaining all the time. Yes, right? And, it, and, it sh- and the, the neuroscience showed you how complaining tears your brain to shreds. <clears throat> you never accomplish nothing. Even when you think you're doing well, all of a sudden a sabotage move come out of nowhere. When you're trying to figure out, damn, what happened? Why is this happening? <laughs> right? And so... Um, gratitude and being thankful for what you do have, right? What's the other passage? Um, to he who has more is given, and to he who has not, more is taken away. Mm. Mm. What's the message in that? Huh? So if you're thankful for what you do got, you'll be added on to. Yeah. But if you're complaining, Take it about what you ain't got, then more will more will be taken away because you, you get what you are. So if you complain about what you ain't got, you're gonna have more stuff to complain about about why you ain't got it. Mm-hmm. But if you but if you have something and you're grateful for it, you're gonna have more stuff to add on to for what you're already grateful for. Exactly. That's great. So so that's the science behind gratitude, man. Get in your journals. Write down what you're thankful for. I remember we used to do a challenge where I used to take every day from A to Z. We're going to start with name two or three things that you're grateful for that start with the letter A. The next day, three things that you're grateful for that start with the letter B. This way it keeps you sharp on your toes. It's not redundant. You don't get bored because you have to search the mind. Say, okay, what am I? Right? Yeah, it shows your creativity. You got to be a little creative too. Yeah, right. Right. What's up, man? This is is dope. I love stuff talking like this, man. Appreciate it, and, and like I said, it, it's important that we do share with with the, with the open public, so we start we start to recognize why things are happening in our life. I think a lot of times people are caught in that trap of trauma and just drama and stress, it's like a hamster on the wheel. They can't find their ways out of it. But sometimes you just gotta stop, and kind of kind of disassociate yourself, or kind of refine yourself, and start like just like the jellyfish. Start all oh, go back to the beginning. Right. I remember Master Killer said in one of his verses, you're only going to take yourself back to knowledge. That's right. You're going to go. You start from knowledge and you work your way back up again. So that's important, man. Yeah. With visual visualization being extremely important, what are your thoughts on vision boards? Oh, man, I got a dope presentation called the Quantum Vision Board Workshop that I did about two years ago. Tell you a quick story. Had a lady. She ended up joining the membership after that, that workshop. But she took those principles for 11 straight months. Mm. Her income increased by $140,000 in one year. How about that? Major blessing. Major. And I tell people all the time, like, look, man, like a lot of times, I just want to say this too. A lot of times people think making it just because a million dollars means making it. That's great. But guess what? If you make over $150,000 in America, you're considered in like the top 10 affluence in the country. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, and then sir. you just continue to build your goals from now. I remember T.I. said, I used to, I, at first I used to just be like, if I can get to a million bucks, now I'll be like, what the fuck is a million bucks? <laughs> right? Then on top of that, you still got to maintain it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, visualization is, is is like because visualization is going to help you with generating the feeling too so it's like a two-step dance right 
it's, mm-hmm. it's you know once you start to do the visual work you're naturally going to start to feel it because you come you're becoming attached to it right uh-huh. it's right. an entanglement visualization allows you to become entangled right like jada pinkett the famous word a couple months back entanglement. i said oh look how spirit crept in and dropped it down <laughs> drop the ball with that one right yeah like i'm like, I'm like boy you have no idea about quantum entanglement but i'm they gonna learn today you know what i'm saying and so um and i and i thought you do a lot of that entanglement we, we right. cross reference a lot of different things i just think as a people we just need to focus a little bit more on what it is that we want and a lot less of what we don't want. Ooh, say it again. You ask a person that. Ask a person. It's hard for a person to tell you what they want, but they will tell you what they don't want. A long list. <laughs> It'll be a long list of what they don't like, what they don't want. But you tell them what do you want. They'd be like, uh, no clue. Uh, I don't know, cause they ain't never thought about it. No clue. I'm a big. I'm a big movie head, right? And one of my favorite movies of all time was The Matrix because it talked about, it basically talked about the contrast of artificial law and natural law. Can you speak upon that? Well, um, The Matrix was a dope flick because they tried to illustrate to you that there is no such thing as fiction. Mm. Okay, they would say, um, you know, they, they, they give you all these details about the quote-unquote real world versus the digital world but mm-hmm. when you step in the digital world it still felt like it was real right. in fact if you if something happened to you over on the quote-unquote on the fake side you can possibly become unplugged on the quote-unquote real side so mm-hmm. there's a there's there's a fine line between the veil of what one considers fiction and non-fiction to be right and so within that movie they gave you a lot of concepts man you know like yeah. when they like when they had um when they had morpheus in captivity and they were trying to bust him out when the smiths had him mm-hmm. and uh they had to upload the program into trinity to fly the chopper right right so they were trying to show you then listen all you got to do is upload the program into your consciousness that's right and before you know it you'll be acting it out in the real world now some, now if people say well it takes rehearsal yes it does that's the mirror neuron exactly right mm-hmm. so like in the joker flick that just came out last year the year before whenever the joker came out they had a bunch of scenes showing you the power of rehearsal remember when he would come through the curtain in the kitchen and then he would sit down and he would act it out like he was sitting on the couch talking to old boy yeah. right. right right wow they kept they kept showing it was like two or three scenes like that where they mm-hmm. kept pointing out the power of rehearsing and then he and then one day he got a phone call didn't he mm-hmm. right he was like huh y'all want me to come where but he had been rehearsing it the whole time right Fisher, man and that goes back to what Brother Bob was saying was out the National Harbor. Exactly. Right now, that, you know, he, he envisioned I, it. I did the same exact thing. I went and got the same lemonade from the same lemonade stand, the same prep fruit. I brought the same book with me, sat in mm-hmm. the same spot. That's right. And four years later, I got that call. And I was like, I did that. But I right. didn't know it. I didn't know it until 
I heard you and Nova Ampu. Talk about Nova Ampu. How did you guys meet? Man, I'm gonna tell you, man. I was um, this might have been like '09, right? I think it was like September '09. I was in Oak Park, and I was I was what was I? Actually? I was I had stopped in um. Is he from Chicago too? Oh, no, no, no. He's from Philly. Okay. But I was watching a video on YouTube. I was in Oak Park getting, I think I was getting a chicken sandwich from one of them spots out there. I forget the name of the restaurant. But I was out there and I had my phone and I'm watching YouTube, right? And I see all these brothers, they, they congregating, kicking it. It was like it's cold as hell outside. You can, you know how you can see the, 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 the smoke, yeah, you know, yeah, the carbon is coming out. And, and so I see this one brother like, this is what we gotta do. We gotta go to this building. We got to do that. And I said, Who is this cat? Right? Because right. he was he was strong in his delivery. Yeah, like a lot strong. of people who don't know Ampoo when he get in them environments, he's a monster, bro. Strong, man. Yeah. He's man. A mon- like you, you catch him on like just chilling YouTube, like what he doing now. You be like, oh man, that's the nicest, coolest guy. But boy, when he get in them environments, that Mars and Mercury combination combust and you see he'd be like okay all right is he a gemini he's an aquarius Aquarius. oh even right and so, yeah and so when i heard him like man I, and he had a number so i called him i said look man i'm in chicago bro how much to get you to come down here to talk to these people he's like i don't know man you just give me a number man you know real modest guy i was like okay man look i this is what we gonna do and then we we had our first joint venture uh, here in Chicago, where we were talking about the power of the cosmos. That was my first time speaking in front of a lot. Well, we all know it's maybe like our first event was like 50 people showed up. Thanks and we were talking. And um, and from there, man, we just built a relationship. And then I ended up taking this Astro one-on-one class. I was like one of the top two students in the class. And from there, man, we just built a solid relationship. And then we would talk on the phone every day. But you know when you're dealing with these principles, man, you know, it's like ideas just dropping your mind out of nowhere. Yeah, you open up. You open and, up. So when you got an outlet to be able to talk to somebody who understands the language, right? You like, man, I gotta, I gotta hit him up. I gotta hit her up, and da 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 da. Y'all just be building. And so it's been like that with us, man, for the last ten years, solid. Every day we talk on the phone three, four times, and it, and, and like we brothers, man. So it don't just be about the science. We talking about family ordeals. Right, Our children. Right, right. right. We, 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 we're brothers, you know. That's right. That's right. You, you, it, it, can, it happens organically, man. When you, you pair, you pair up with people who are your airlines, man, and think in the same way. Which, which goes to your point, your environment. So now you have this environment where people are sharing the same information. You're bound to grow. You start to broaden out. You start to achieve di- different things, and so, kind of just like how we started this, this podcast. Right during quarantine, the buddy, my buddy Shannon said, "Look, man, my wife got this podcast equipment. Let's open it up, and here we are, forty-first show. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Just finding people to talk to, having a general conversation. Because this is what we do all the time: just communicate with one another. And I've just learned recently, communicate communication breeds creativity. Yeah. So all we're doing is just sharing ideas and bumping them off each other to find out what's the best." way to go forward and it's been it's been it's been seamless man i appreciate these brothers for doing it man so yeah absolutely man y'all got something great right here man yeah man we've been doing it a while man let's 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 top it off 
with this. I, I don't know if you got any more questions, Zane, but I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a give... Uh, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. How important is imagination? I know you're going to take it over with this one right here. <laughs> Man. Well, <laughs> there's nothing that you can describe that's original like the very first one that didn't come out of somebody's imagination. You're blue in the face trying to do it. Hence the name of the show, No Ideas Original. That's right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, without it, like, could you, listen, somebody, and I always use this because it, 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 you people really feel it. How thankful are we for the person who imagined and thought of the toilet? Wow. Right, right, right. You think, yeah, now you see, <laughs> you ain't yeah. give it no thought until you gave it thought, right? Mm-hmm. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, like, sir. you know, like, come on, man, like, somebody that idea popped in their mind organically there because before the first one, there was no one, mm. along with everything else, right? So there's something moving within us. Scripture calls it the apple of the eye. When you translate the word apple, it means the little man in the eye. So there's there's something within us, within our inner eye, that is prompting us to be creative. And the methodology and the 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 responsible orchestrator is what we call the human imagination so uh you know in scripture they call it the stone that the builders rejected stone that the builders rejected yes sir and they still rejecting it to this day and that that's the point jew that's right. the point people aren't using it that's and i tell people it's not just for children Oh no! Even though children have some of the most vivid and most wild, I used to call my I used to call my daughter Peter Pan. That's right. You never knew where she was. She was always like, "Where are you?" That's right. I said, even as an adult, you should be able to use it under control. Yes. Mm-hmm. A controlled <laughs> imagination. That's right. A control imagination and watch what works. That's right. That's right. Here all the time, man. I see right. it. Oh, you know, and, and Drake talked about it on one of his interviews with Elliot Wilson and B Dot, and uh, back in the summer where he spoke about, he said, "Man, anything that I repetitively say and think, I'm able to manifest." Hmm. He said that live and direct, right in the interview. What what does he say? Most people missed it. I'm sure most people. They do, it. but they the, but see the poets to, to the poets of today been saying it. What Jay Electronica say? Imagination oh, is the factory that makes legends. Did you did you check out Act Two? Yeah, I listened to it. That was dope. It was dope. That was dope. Heavy, that was heavy components, like heavy components. Yeah, man. And so even Ken Restaurant said, "Put yourself in the frame." But you said, "Put yourself in the frame, and you become the picture." That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And so it's it's it, it's everywhere in our culture as far as what's being you know said but again it's it, you know the, the issue always comes down to how do we utilize it right and so this is where coaching becomes important 
Right. Right. Because they tell you uh, reading something, you, you don't retain it as much. I think they said when you read something, three hours after you read it, you can only retain like maybe five to 10% of what you read. Right. And then the next up is a demonstration. Or no, next up is a lecture. So you may be able to retain 15% if you went to a lecture and heard somebody lecturing. And then a demonstration may be 20%, but then they said two, two top ways to retain information is one through role playing or rehearsal. Okay, that's right. And the number one way is through coaching. Mm. I knew I was a coach. I was a, a player's coach. A coach. Right. I was. I always like. I needed a coach, man. I always. Right. That's right. So, uh, once you find somebody who understands, like me, I'm big on the mechanics. I need to know, like, what's right. the, the whole ins and outs of this thing. Because right. if I'm talking to people, I got to be able to. Because when they run in the roadblocks, I got to know what's there. Right. Right. What, yeah, my- you know why? Why is there? Like, like you mentioned earlier on the show, like some people may have a problem and they had these distractions and when stuff come up. So I got something where I call cut take five. It's like you know the movie set. Right. I see the, the authors, the directors, the producers, and the actors of our lives. So if you run into an issue, right, you need to become a director on your own movie set. Cut take five. That's right. You need to learn how to detour and reroute because the thought's nothing more than electrical energy. So you need to learn how to reroute. You know, you're driving down the street and they got a detour up. You got to go another way. So it's the same thing with the synaptic channels in the brain. The only reason you keep going down that road or that pathway is because that's where you're used to driving when is the that, situation that, arises. Is that where 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 prayer and meditation may come in come in handy? Absolutely, because what it does is it allows you to uh, lay different tracks down, Correct. so that you can so that you can so the train doesn't have to just go this way. It can go this way now. Okay. Right. Right. And so when you when you're doing your prayers or your meditations and you have an image in mind and you're utilizing, you know, different passages from whatever whatever motivates you, some people may like to use, you know, Hindu mantras or you know, it that really that really doesn't matter. Um well I don't want to say it that way because I don't want to belittle anybody's ideas. The words are still vibratory, so whatever Exactly frequency you're using you're going to get the results out of what you're using exactly exactly what i like to get into is the function so you know i don't care if you call it water or agua it do the same thing because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you can understand the function of it you pretty much got it figured out you and know, i always so- always always thought to myself man like over here in america there's a lot of different barriers that that downplay or dumb down the frequency of how we interact with, with, with one another as a whole and also as an individual. And one of the main things that a lot of people have to have to know too is that, okay, the main thing that we wear for the protection of our feet is sneakers. Yeah. Sneakers, sneakers nine times out of 10, we have rubber soles. The rubber soles, deflects the energy that's coming from the ground that frequency that that keeps us one with that, with that, the that, earth it's human resonance that they talk about right right you know so so that means sometimes you need to just make yourself ready and available to just do some things that are organic from time yes, sir. you know what i mean yes, uh, embracing um 
the right side of your brain, the creative side of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you'd be surprised, man. You know, you know, just a little bit. You know, I always say this: a little practice, if, a, a a little bit of practice is better than a whole lot of information. That's exactly. That's exactly work, man. And 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 that. And that and it's so, you know, I ain't got the time, but you got the time. Oh, you definitely got the time. All it takes is just a little bit of time. That's right. You know what I mean? I, I do, you know, some of my things, I listen to a lot of, you know, Neville Goddard. I, right. I a lot of different people, man. And the information is still the same, but you need to find something works for you. you know That's it. You get up early and no one's, no one's up. It's very quiet in the morning. I go walk the dog. I put on my ear, my earphones. I go take a walk. When I come back, I'm ready. I'm ready to create. That's right. I'm ready to go on my bag. I'm ready to go jot some things down and kind of see myself in the framework of whatever image or picture that I'm looking to to, to bring out. That's right. I go there for a minute. You know what I'm saying? You know, my wife and I are just we're about to close on a beautiful home or 2.7 acres. I know that. I thought that out. Some right. point, I know. I was like. I need a home because I want to be a gardener. I want to raise. I want to. I want to grow a garden for my wife. My wife's a chef. That's right. I started to paint. You know what I'm saying? Started to come into into fruition, and I'm just letting the universe just yo just handle handle the little little odds and ends that I can't figure out. That's but right. it gave me the structure. But I do this consistently, and I try to get my kids to do it. Think clearly. Mm-hmm. Think think right. Keep positive thoughts and keep good thoughts. Because trust me. It's gonna work out for you, but if you keep that same bad thought, you keep that same negative thought, that's gonna show up too. That's right. Make it's a called, choice. It's oh, called choice, man. That's mm-hmm. right. It's called rumination. When you're circulating a bad thought over and over, it's called rumination. You're ruminating that thought, and see the book of Deuteronomy tells you, "I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal, and there is none that can deliver out of my hands." So they telling you. It's either side of the ledger. It's your choice. What you're going to kill or lie. What you're going to wound or you're going to heal. But either which one you choose, there is none that can deliver you from it once you put it in the motion. Yes, sir. Your Minister Jew, it's been a pleasure, man. Question I have that'll sign us out for the the day, for the viewers that's going to see this, Minister Jew. Can you end us off with a with a with a message or uh, a prayer that the ongoing looker the lookers that's 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 gonna see this is gonna is gonna uh have it to where they resonate with their soul? So um how can I put this man? Um I would tell people to uh search the scriptures, man, for the things that you feel are top priority in your life. Take those passages, repeat them, make them a part of your heart by memory. We talked about that tonight. That's right. Like Ecclesiastes 10 and 19, right? If you got got money issues, man, you know, in the, in the scripture, it tells you money is the answer for all things. That again? Ecclesiastes right 10 and 19. Hmm. Yes. In the, in, the third, in the third book of John, it tells you, above all things, I wish you prosperity. Right? So, uh, other passages tell you, you know, I call to you for help and you heal me. Right? So, you got multiple places if you're looking for healing. 
you got passages that you can use. Staple them to your heart. You yourself going into the doctor's office and them telling you that you are healed. I got people in my membership, man. They've healed themselves from anemia, heart conditions, all kind of things. And the money testimonials are bananas. I don't even talk about it as much anymore. But we stop counting. Like, you know, get to a point where you be like, okay, you passed six million in five years. Like, all the receipts that we've gotten from people, and some of them we can't even really count. They're recurring. Like, they'll say, oh, Drew, I got a $50,000 raise, and that's every year, the 50000 You know what I'm saying? So we get to the mm-hmm. you can't even really count it. But search the scriptures, man. Stay with them to your heart and, and have you a definite image and see yourself in first person achieving that in which you say that you that you need or that you want. And if you're consistent and persistent, you know, like, you know, the scripture tell you this you perseveres. If you stay the course, you're going to be all right. Another thing too, Minister Jew, can you give out the information how people can get in contact with you and, uh, you know, uh, chime in to your, to, to your, to your latest uh, forums and all that? And yeah, give man, you, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Again, I appreciate the opportunity that y'all brothers sharing on y'all platform, man. Congrats again mm-hmm. on on y'all 41st show, man. Y'all got many more to go, and they're going to get greater and greater. Um, Appreciate that. But, uh, you can visit the website, theimaginationguru.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at the Imagination Guru, Minister Jew on Instagram. Um, YouTube channel, The Imagination Guru. Like, subscribe, share the video content. Um, just type in Minister Jew on YouTube. I got some videos that's three, four years old, but they just as relevant today yes, sir. as they were when I first dropped them because this is a ongoing message that never gets old. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, where else you can find me? Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, that's probably it. Instagram, uh, YouTube, and uh, the website, theimaginationguru.com. Yes, sir.